Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and welcome to the show today. I'm so excited for this episode. Today the topic is Everyday Quantum, and our guests today are Marina Jacoby and Peter Smith. We're going to bring those two on in just a minute, but I just wanted to touch on the intention, the intention of what this episode is all about. Everyday quantum. What, what could I learn about the, the quantum effect and perhaps, more importantly, my ability to bring about a quantum effect that would make me feel more empowered in my life? Here in the United States, um, with the presidential election, a lot of people are wringing their hands, and for about half the country, they're feeling powerless. And the notion that for some reason we've disconnected from our power because something outside of us has happened is just flat-out folly. It, it doesn't work that way. You're, you're married, you're attached at the hip with the quantum field. You always have the ability to have a quantum effect. And the conversation today is to make that more real for you, the listener, to, to strengthen your understanding of just how powerful you are by talking about the nature of human consciousness and how the quantum field can be a, an element of power with that. So... This is a 90-minute episode. Get some popcorn and, and relax and, and get ready for a delightful conversation. I think, it's, I think we should get right to it because there's going to be plenty of material here. So without further ado, the, the, again, the topic today is Everyday Quantum, and our guests are Marina Jacoby and Peter Smith. Now, Marina Jacoby has been working with the quantum field for quite some time. She's written two books. She's written more than that, but um, the Harmonic Rea- Reactor and Nanotechnologies are are some meat and potatoes books about the, the mechanics of the quantum field and how it responds to our consciousness. I want to invite Marina to the show. Marina, welcome to the show today. Hello, Les. Hello, Peter. Thank you so much for having me, Les. I've been in your show before, and I enjoy because I can really open the the rabbit hole and uh, say whatever really is uh, happening. Thank you for having me. You bet. And Peter Smith has been working with the relationship of consciousness and the quantum, and I don't want to pigeonhole all the work he's done, he wrote um, Quantum Consciousness, which which takes a look at the, the, the different facets of how we as consciousness can bring about an effect. It, it, it highlights the uh, perspective of how we interact with the quantum, and I'm delighted to have Peter on the show. Peter, welcome to the show today. Thanks so much, Les, and it's great to be back, and I'm looking forward, Marina, to our conversation. 
Well, everyday quantum, there's so many rabbit holes. <laughs> we could go down this uh, uh, this conversation, but let's start off with with the effect of the quantum as it relates to the everyday person. So, so I'm I'm a listener to the show today, and um, what I what I'd like is is just some kind of bullet points that we can drill down farther as the conversation proceeds. So um, let's start off with Marina. Um, If you could talk about uh, a few of the aspects that you've learned about the quantum as it relates to your personal life, in other words, um, how the quantum field has changed how you approach your life. Can you can you give us a glimpse of that? Well, thank you. Thank you everybody and thanks you for listening. Um well, quantum is basically uh the structure of the entire universe and the way everything is merging with each other. It's uh, based on frequency vibrations, magnetic gravitational fields, sound pulsation, radiation, uh, and construction of realities upon realities. They construct in fractal timelines. And all that is combination that is occurring at the same time. However, could be also separated in a single unit uh, in the quantum field. The quantum field is basically the combination of everything that exists uh, in real time, and yet you can uh, basically spread out each time reality uh, of individual structure that has upon itself infinite probabilities of structure. So not only that is um, the building block of consciousness itself, but it's also uh, multiple structures upon multiple structures that are constantly moving, constantly evolving, and never stop. So each reality becomes a reality for itself. That reality becomes a platform. That platform is a universe with a universe, and it never stops. So consciousness is self-learning, so you call machine of life structure ether platform. And that's what we are made from. Well, I like that. Um, Peter, how would you uh, reflect on what you've learned as far as the quantum field and how it changes how you approach your life? Well, as far as I'm concerned, Liz, we're already quantum. We're incredible quantum beings marching through a holographic universe. And if I look at the fact that we are made of oxygen, hydrogen, carbon, all of these particles that make us up as life forms can be found on other planets and out amongst the cosmos. We are literally walking stardust. And I think the great secret that is hidden from us is that we don't live from the quantum field. Now, there's three levels of things that we trust, and we trust our conditioning because it's unconscious. Societal conditioning, cultural conditioning, educational conditioning, that's how we run our lives. That's the first step of what we do unconsciously. The second step is that we listen to the opinions of others. And we're very much under the influence of media, authority figures, all of that. They tell us how we should be and what the world's all about. That too um, robs us of our magnificence. 
as far as I'm concerned, the piece that we most need to listen to is our intuition. And every one of our listeners would have had those intuitive moments where they've tapped into something, they've found something, and it has led them in the right direction. And when we trust our intuition, that's when we're immediately and comprehensively tuning into the quantum field around us. Well, I like that. I know here in the States, uh, people are are very concerned. There's a lot of fret and worry about what's happening on the political stage. And there's this notion that there's this world outside of me that's happening, and I'm kind of powerless. I'm kind of disconnected from really, really having a steering wheel. I mean, I think a lot of people surrendered way early in their life of a notion that, wait a minute, I can be a point of influence, I can be a very powerful point of influence. How do we, how do we break it down, so to speak, where we can, even though what we see outside of us might be something that we're not happy about at all, how can we break down our, I mean, like we want a fulcrum, we want a leverage point where we can have some say in our life. How do we, what's the starting point as far as working with the quantum? Do you want to start with that, Peter? Well, you know, Les, I think the the most important decision that I've made in recent times was to turn the television off. And to, uh, you know, uh, I immediately felt cleansed in my energy field. I'm a big believer in collective intention, and if we want a better world, if enough of us believe in it, I think it's going to come into being. And I know that that's something we're going to get into a little bit further. I started some conversations with some people uh, about 2028. If 2028 was the most magnificent year you could ever imagine and all of our hopes and dreams had arrived, what would it look like? And I started people starting to talk about standing in 2028 and looking back and telling all these stories, you know, put a whole lot of materials together and sent them out there and people started having these conversations. There's this thing called the super radiance effect, which um, some people might know as the Maharishi effect when 10,000 people meditating can, you know, uh, lower the crime rate in a major city. And you've heard a lot of this stuff. Um, Lynn McTaggart's talked about it. Greg Braden's talked about it. If we all hope for a better world and if we start to focus on where we send our attention into making this the planet we truly deserve I believe in my heart that it's going to show up I like that Marina what's your perspective of that well Peter is absolutely correct and since I was taught from the particles and how everything works in nano what he explained right now was perfect but in a different way that he explained the collective and I can explain it from the single particle that projects into the collective so when you are combining the entire consciousness it's a single structure which is a one molecule that one molecule for example becomes you through the frequency the vibration and the conditions in the quantum field projects this type of reality of you but what you realize in it is from within inside you are the particle itself, God particle. And from that God particle, based on your conditioning, uh, you're projecting the reality outward like a mirror image. Uh, and that mirror image becomes a reflection. So you're actually projecting the collective the way Peter explained. 
and from your projection of the collective, you can utilize realities with incredible potency of whatever you wish to expire and transpire uh, past, present, and future uh, the now. And from that momentum, you're actually creating realities that are based on a positive intention or negative intention. That will be based on what you choose. But since consciousness is moving as the one particle to the next level of evolution, because it's never stopping, it's omnipotent, omnipresent, it's always moving forward, it's expressing now in the new resonances and a new expression. So from that, we can create new realities with the collective expression, which is another version of a self, the way Peter said, like uh, 2020. Hey, you know what's going to happen. The thing is that once you know the quantum, uh, the quantum structure, you can project this reality by holding the vibration of the, uh, the illusion of 2028 that is happening right now. And you actually connecting the future, the present, within the now, that will project a certain vibrational sequence that will going to create the probabilities of reality timeline for positive outcome, for example, 2028. And I'm connecting everything that Peter said. Very nice. I like that. Well, I think early in the conversation, we should knock out the notion of the collective consciousness or the collective experience, if you will, and then us as powerful beings with the quantum effect. Now, there's some people that say, well, if I'm powerful, I want to change who that person is. I want to change, you know what I mean, where we're projecting our will over other people. And and we, many people desire a more powerful effect in the collective story. They watch the collective story playing out, and they're like, oh, my God, this is a train wreck. I'm going to take my consciousness and make this gigantic harpoon and turn this, this train wreck around, right? And And... and on the flip side of that, there's the mythology of, like, Jesus, where here in front of me there's a space on the floor and there's nothing on it, and then, poof, he manifests food for the masses. I mean, he's he's directly changing a common physical experience in the collective consciousness. Where does free will of ourselves and likewise free will of everybody else on the planet how does that free will um, play into the, uh, to quantum power from the individual point of view? I mean, is, is there a boundary? Is there, when I go to, to leverage my quantum effect, if you will, to change the collective, how, how does that work out? Rena, do you want to start with that? Yeah, that's a, that's a very good question, but I'm going to explain totally through quantum. Okay, the one particle that is projecting everything is actually splitting up through vibration and creates another version of itself. When it creates another version of itself, for example, right now I'm flickering through the, my quantum field that I'm projecting, but when I'm projecting another version and my molecule splits up in front of me, in the mirror image, I'm projecting you less, and I'm projecting Peter. This collective unit in the now is projected right now by the three different simultaneously running parallel timelines because each one of us right now is running its own structure within the collective matrix 
of a timeline reality. You have a different one, Peter has a different one, I have a different one. And yet in a quantum, in a now, we're experiencing collective units so we can express whatever we believe. In actuality, each one of us is holding their own reality, their own expression, and based on your own individual expression with my collective, you can project your own collective, which is split up from your belief system, and your reality is going to go accordingly to vibrational sequences, magnetic and gravitational field that you're choosing to project in your own version. So if I choose to go in a positive and I, I choose to do whatever I want to do, that will be completely different reality compared with yours if you have a different intention. However, the fifth dimensional structure of consciousness cannot sustain a consciousness or intention that is overtaking somebody else's consciousness because it has to be neutrality and it has to be in the heart. The heart holds a specific zero point where nothing can come through back and forth. It simply is. And when you hold that vibration through complete law of understanding and not a judgment for another version in a quantum structure, everything that you want goes very smoothly, and you're experiencing now the fifth-dimensional structure timelines that are already occurring and available in a quantum field for ascension protocol. Well, very nice. So... It really doesn't matter what anybody else is experiencing. It's up to us to decide whether we're creating a positive or a negative experience for ourselves. Is that right? Absolutely. Very nice. Well, Peter, what would you say as far as the individual's effect on the collective and and how that relates to the quantum? Well, let me say I love what Marina just said, mixing science and love. I think that's just awesome. Thank you, Peter. Peter was in the collective, I'm in the unit. Love, yeah, love, love. Absolutely. You know, I'm a big believer in free will, and, and as you know, Les, and one of the reasons you pulled Marina and I together is that she's channeled through such incredible information. And my role has been to sort of steer people out into the universe to gather the information that way, so I love the way that our work complements each other. But, you know, we, we're going to agree on so much today as well because, you know, when you talk about that harpoon uh, a moment ago, you know, there's, uh, there's something about how we, we live in a universe of free will and our free will must honour the free will of others. Now, if somebody's uh, major cranky and rather than toss the harpoon, um, it all starts with us. And if we move ourselves into the most incredible love vibration that we can and then we allow that to ripple out to them, then that's the way to change them. And can I tell a quick story oh, out of my clinic from yeah. years ago that, that articulates this beautifully for us? Um, as people may have read, um, I do Life Between Lives work. and I uh, worked with Michael Newton for a long time, and president of his organisation for 10 years. And, you know, so LBL has been a, peer, um, a real um, area of specialty for me over the years. So I took this lady into the afterlife, and one of the things that she wanted to discover, apart from meeting you know, the spiritual realm and all the people that were waiting there for her, was she wanted to understand the karmic relationship with her daughter. They hadn't spoken for two years. And they went into this beautiful space, uh, which is an extension of the quantum universe outside of time and space, and they repaired a history that went across different lifetimes of antagonism and um, doing tough lessons for each other. And they embraced energetically in this beautiful. She came back out. We finished the session. She opened her, her purse to 
to um, you know, get her phone out. She turned her phone on and there was a text message from her daughter asking her for coffee. Now that's a very practical, um, if you like, manifestation of what we can do when we're in the quantum field. And they hadn't spoken for two years. So that's one little example of what's possible that we can do in our lives. Well, I like that. I, I, I want, love this, yeah. I wanted to kind of get the collective out of the way so we could delve a little more into the individual. But, but sometimes people relate power to some kind of a dominance or control over others, and the quantum doesn't work that way. It's always an inside job. It's always a personal experience. So the so let's look at the notion of intention, focus, inner consciousness. Uh, so so I'm, I'm I'm looking at laying some of the groundwork of maybe I've had a perpetual experience of negative experience. Uh, say I was raised in an abusive household. I'm finally out on my own, and everybody I've ever lived with or known has has. Uh, this idea, this programming of struggle, of territory, of of perhaps violence. How do I break free from that using my intentions and my consciousness as it relates to the quantum? Do you want to start with that, Peter? Well, my experience in, in the therapeutic side of quantum, Liz, is that we carry our story with us until we exercise our free will so that we no longer carry our story with us. If you're carrying a, um, a story of abuse or difficulty or whatever it may be, you continue to manifest that particular energy because that's where your vibrational frequency is. If you move into a space where you can heal, where you can decide to transcend that which has been troubling you sometimes for decades, to let go of the past, you know, people talk about you know, doing therapy and all of that. This, this is about energy, it's not about therapy. It's about the, the consciousness that you carry in the makeup of your own particles and energy field around you. If you, in your heart of hearts, decide to transcend and see those things as lessons, to understand that perhaps you chose these parents for this lifetime or you chose this family situation to incarnate into as a source of wisdom for the evolution of your soul, once you start to see things from that perspective, you collapse the structures of the difficulty that you've been carrying with you and then you are set free. Beautiful. I like that. Marina, would you like to reflect on that? Yes. Actually, Peter, very, very well. Um, the When you end up taking that girl into that space, uh, that was actually the zero-point structure. Uh, in everybody's consciousness, because everything is made uh, from a hologram, there's specific codes, which is a timeline that will be crystallized, basically implemented in the consciousness for that particular individual. But that timeline of resonance, think of it as almost like a TV station, uh, like a radio signal. Uh, in order uh, for that radio signal that was already uh, crystallized and is staying there, you need to change it. Think of it as a holographic imprint of a resonance. In order to replace that resonance, you have to go in by understanding that this is just a holographic imprint resonance, life structure, 
you need to think of it as shutting down a computer program. You have to shut down the computer program by giving a thank you for whatever that is because the thank you is shutting down the program. No more input or output of frequency is leaking through the quantum structure. This way, when you shut down the program of that signal of holographic matrix in your consciousness and a zero through understanding, now you need to take a new action replace it with new imagery, the way you made them uh, think of something positive at that time. So you're basically creating an, another holographic signal, which is a matrix of hologram, and replacing the previous one with the new one. But the new one that you're replacing with the new structure, new ideas and images that you put there has to be more potent than the one that was previous. Because in order to be potent, uh, you have to do it day after day by truly believing that this is true because you are placing one resonance with another. And if it's really, really potent on vibration, it's going to overwrite the previous image of that resonance. So you're actually mutating one structure with another through frequency, but you're overriding it. But first you have to shut it down. This is what Peter is doing. I'm just giving the quantum behind what's really happening in the field. Sure, very nice. I like that. So I, I like what you said about the, the, the amount of energy. If the majority of my energy is still in the path, still in the dogma, and I'm trying to bring up this new energy, it, I've got to hit that teeter point. I've got to hit that, hit that switch point before I start to see a, a, a much more pronounced effect. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here while we're talking, <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, if, if the, the quantum is so uh, volatile and limitless, it, I mean, it, it truly doesn't have a boundary as far as how we can approach it, yet, for the vast majority of humanity, when we're born, we're put through this, like, consciousness molding or consciousness education system that kind of puts us all in, on the same track, on the same direction as, as far as, uh, I mean, there's 7 billion people on the planet. Where's all the mystics? Where's all the alchemists? I mean, how do we, how do we break out of um, a world that that's the only world we've ever lived in? Because for me... I really think that um, the old mythology of the past, the notion of a hero or the notion of of, of powerful personas, are has to get brought up. We have to change our idea of what a powerful person is as it relates to the quantum. So I guess my question is, um, when you when you see everybody having more or less the same experience through this collective imprinting, if you will, from our culture, from our society, how do we really like rip it off and throw it in the wind? <laughs> how do we how do we really bring um, a totally new dynamic, a totally new earth, and a totally new timeline, if you will, and we're the we're the birth of it. Marina, do you want to take that on? 
by replacing it, you have to all disengage with the illusion of the hologram that is being printed in, for example, mainstream social media. What mainstream social media is doing is projecting holographic imprints in real time to every single human in this planet. And when you do that in a collective and you truly give the consent that this is true, you're actually playing into the hands of somebody else's reality timeline uh, that they're trying to implement to your consciousness. But when you pull away from the social media narrative for control, uh, then you can start tuning in by taking action into whatever belief system you wish to create. More and more you do, more and more you practice, more and more it's starting to crystallize in a daily basis, and that you're going to project a new holographic imprint, and that's how through that holographic imprint you're going to shift to a new earth, create a new earth with a completely different uh, outcome, and you're gonna repro- you don't change the people, you're projecting another version of these people into the now new holographic new earth that you end up projecting for yourself. So ultimately, you're projecting from your inside out a new version of new earth with everybody in it. It's a different picture, it's a different earth, different outcome. But to do that, it has to be with consistency, and you have to all disengage with the old system, without judgment. I like that. Peter, what would you add to that? Uh, I couldn't agree more, Les. You know, it's like if you look at our societal systems, it's like we're driving a 58 Chevy across the paddock when we should be piloting a spaceship. Right, yeah. I mean, that's that's really what it is. If I look at, you know, I, I agree completely with Marina that the current system is broken and needs to be abandoned. And we need to we need to start over with very different intentions, there is so much legacy of what we don't need in the old societal and educational systems that they cannot be repaired. You know, they're infiltrated with um, medical doctrine, um, with, you know, aspects of history that are not right. Um, as I say, history is written by the winners. So there's a whole lot of stuff in there that just can't be repaired. It would take too long. You're better off to start fresh. You know, a great example of this is the increase in ADHD, uh, kids that are so told to be on the spectrum, you know, they're medicated with Ritalin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this has gone up, you know, um, tenfold, twentyfold, whatever it might be since the 1970s. It's because the new kids are wired differently. Now, what we're trying to do is we're trying to take them through 1950s education systems when they're millennial kids. So, you know, we've failed those kids for, for a start. We wonder why the kids don't fit in. Well, we're supposed to fit in with the kids if we want humanity to evolve. When it comes to physics, we've known about quantum physics for well over 100 years. But, you know, when I came through school, and which is a while ago now, but even more recently, you know, we're still teaching Newtonian physics. Force equals mass times acceleration. I mean, we should be teaching life equals consciousness times free will. I mean, that's the physics we should be teaching. So when we start to change our educational systems, that means that within a generation, we will have changed the world. But it starts with the education system, starts with looking after the kids in a way that brings kinesthetic learning back into the education systems. You know, look at what the Steiner schools are doing, the Montessori schools are doing. Look at that, the Maharishi schools. Look at what that's doing and make that mainstream. 
then that'll filter through into high schools and then into tertiary organisations that have one agenda and one agenda only in their curriculum, and that's about consciousness and sustainability for this planet. Well, I like that. You know, and to this topic, I would add imagination. To yeah. take our imagination and daydream. I like to... I like to daydream what heaven would look like. And and I think a, a very powerful aspect of our culture is more choices for the individual. Now, now if I wreck my car and I go to the Yellow Pages, I don't want to date myself, those are old books that had companies in them, there'd be 15 pages about where I could take my car to get it fixed. But if the electricity went out in my house, there would be one line in the phone book that said power company. And and so I would have no choice how I get my power. So I, I like to flip things over. If I have no choice, what would it look like if I had all the choices? I like the idea of, of everything I need within five or ten miles of my house where the power goes out in my house and the neighbor's teenager goes, oh, your quantum drive is out. I, I know all about that crap. We learned it in high school. Here, conk, conk, and your power's back. And so you don't think, you don't think about power. You don't think about um, um, how you're going to sustain your life. You trust that every you have so many choices with how you fulfill your needs that you're you're truly free, and 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 I think the imagination can let us kind of go out and and pull in new paradigms. I mean, what if we went to another planet? We clicked our heels and we went to another planet, and the whole flipping place is um, Jesus's or Buddha's or Krishna's or Allah's or whatever. That that have a one-to-one -one relationship with the quantum effect. What would that look like? So our imagination can be a vehicle to help us step out of the dogma of of the rank and file thinking of the collective, if you will. Any other thoughts on that? Me? <laughs> no, I, I I threw it in the wind. <laughs> Okay, well, again, that's going to be based on the individual. You can create, basically, they told me, anything you wish to do. And yet there's a collective program that we're moving forward into, uh, into a super technologies, because they told me that this is, that's the Council of Nine. They told me that this is basically part of evolution. We're going to go through super technologies. We're going to go through AI, but I was talking about artificial AI that is fifth dimensional, preserves the body, the molecular structure. It's going to mimic your molecular structure. You don't need robotics in your body. Uh, preserves the body. You can have uh, healing instantaneous by replacing uh, the tissue in real time, uh, by mimicking and reprinting the, the signals of the molecules. All that is really, I think, already available in some places. I know that they are way ahead. Their portals and teleportation, all that is very, very excited. I think we're all going to see that and move forward to these realities. Uh, for me, uh, it's going to be a company.
education in the beginning for society to go through a um, combination of nature and uh, technologies uh, until including utopia society eventually uh, when uh, you can build technologies and self-sustainable cities. Um, but that will take uh, some time until we build the uh, main ground and uh, plant the seeds for all that. And I think what we're going through right now as a society of the human uh, race uh, are transforming that molecule from negative to a positive. So we plant the seeds for the new beginning. And uh, the ones that are literally doing the groundwork like we're doing right now as actually the true person having the hard work to, to do because it's not easy what we're going through right now. It's not easy what we're going through right now. I think, yeah. I think there's a billion or so people on the planet that are like, yeah. amen, <laughs> a billion yeah. or more. Um, well, so change is a fundamental part of this. I mean, and a lot of times change is uh, avoided, change is scary to people. I mean, like right now in our in our um, political system, there's, there's quite a bit of... Uh, angst and, and frustration about what's happening. How do we embrace change if if we don't know where it's going? I mean, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people don't have a, any idea of what where this timeline is going to lead. There's a lot of people that kind of believe things at face value and they want to check out. They're like, they're out hitchhiking for some spacecraft flying by. They want to get off the planet. Rena? It's not about a lot of people. It's about what you want your reality to be. And based on that, you're going to reprint a world that you're going to ship to. The, the people there are going to be based on your timeline narrative. So you're literally shifting your consciousness into a realm or dimension where everyone else in that con- in in that reality um, has a reflection of the of the positive momentum. Is that right? Yes. Peter, do you want to touch on that? Um, back in my earlier days, I was a change management consultant, Liz, and we used to have a are saying that the only true catalyst for change is dissatisfaction with the current state. If you took up an engagement, you went into a company and the CEO didn't want to change, you packed your bags and walked right out again. So, you know, this is... Um, That's I, I exactly think, that. Yeah. So I, I think that what we're finding around the world now is that more and more people are saying, this is enough. Right. I've had enough, and, and that by saying that I don't want the world to be like this anymore, it sets us free. You know, we could we could spend a lot of time talking about the, the impact on our liberties and freedoms that this last 12 months has given us, but let's not go there. Let's keep this in a, a beautiful spot. Yes. But but for, for my mind, um, the whole of humanity is awakening that this is not what we want, and we want something new. So what that's that's going to help us to catalyze the future for the average person in the street that may not even be listening to this podcast today, this live show. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, in my work more increasingly in recent times, I've heard 
people tell me in their superconscious state, whether they're in touch with their soul or the lineage of who they are beyond this lifetime, whatever it may be, that they have come here to be part of something big. They've come here to be part of a fundamental shift in consciousness and in fact they've worked in other shifts of consciousness on other planets and in other dimensions previously. So within the collective of humanity, if I go back into the collective just for a sec, I know this is more about the individual experience, but collectively as a group, there are incredible change agents who are members of humanity's consciousness at this point in time that bring skills and experiences from all over the universe and they are walking testimonies that you can change the consciousness of a planet and set us all free. Now these guys are telling me these stories, um, sometimes even uninvited, but I mean, I'm so excited to be here because these times are like nothing else that your planet has ever seen and we have tried to change consciousness before and it hasn't worked, but this time we have a whole lot more support from off-world than what you've had previously because this time we're going to succeed and the whole universe is watching us right now and urging us on to make the changes that we need to. Well, I like that. Well, this is a, pl a great place to crack it open because uh, you brought up the notion of superconsciousness. From that place of, of superconsciousness, there was a perspective. Now, you know, boy, how do you, our egos are what wants to understand, and by default, our egos tend to be linear little suckers, and they want all the symbols to match up, and they want the meaning of all the symbols to match up in a 3D way. But the quantum, there's nothing flipping linear about the quantum outside of the the experience we have at time, maybe, because we wake up in this linear timeline, but but let's let's break it into the multi-dimensional conversation about um, um, alternate realities, um, parallel realities, extraterrestrials, um, higher consciousness. Um, those all relate directly to the power that the quantum has for us. We can. We can, through our, uh, a multi-dimensional experience, like you shared with the superconsciousness, get perspectives that are completely outside of the paradigm playing out on planet Earth. And so how do we wrap our linear ego symbol processor, how, how do we feed it an understanding of that multidimensional aspect? Um, Marina, do you want to jump in on that? Well, first of all, you what I was taught from the councils and the ETs that you have to feel all the layers. Uh, you have to find the true core of your feelings. For example, uh, if you're talking to somebody when you're telling the truth or not, uh, when you peel the layers of why you're doing something that you're doing, what is the real cause of what you're doing? And when you're honest, they said you get into the core of what the vibration is of that particular resonance that you're pointing into the field. And if you do that, it becomes like a ripple effect because it's from the heart. It's the real true feeling without any pretense in front of that person. This way, this way it uh, sustains a ripple effect into the field based on the true resonance that you're feeling and is no 
fluctuation too much, something to collapse in a timeline so it can expand into whatever you wish to do. So that's why it's absolute honesty is necessary no matter what your belief system is. It's got to be the true feeling for you to express and act upon in order to sustain your quantum structure and in order to create the realities based on your true belief system. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of challenges throughout the uh, manifestation process, throughout your life, because you never copy the true feeling or act upon a true feeling from your layer of the original resonance that you are carrying uh, from the heart. I like that. Um, the true resonance, the, the true feeling. And that might be something our, that our ego is not even aware of. I mean, oftentimes our ego can get off on a... Uh, well, it disappears. Yeah. Once you start acting upon it and once you know how the quantum structure works, then you know very well that you better be honest because otherwise you're going to layer... Uh, different type of resonances and really the potent, the most potent resonance is going to be the one the heart holds, the true, true vibration, which is eventually going to override it. Right. And that is why it's so important to continue this way uh, because throughout the other existence, when the consciousness is splitting up from the one particle, it becomes like a fractal momentum that expressing itself to a different reality. So you're not only existing in the planet Earth, but you have a life in the Pleiadians, in the councils, and all these different lifetimes that you're experiencing at the same time. The only reason why you're not seeing it from the planet Earth because you have to open up your consciousness, but also your body to shift your consciousness from one parallel reality to another. So right now I'm told I exist as a Pleiadian, but at the same time I'm experiencing life as a marina, correct? But I can download information and connect with my Pleiadian family, connect with the Council of Nine, which is another level that is above extraterrestrials, because you coexist in this reality at the same time. However, when you learn how to do that and transform the molecular body, you can literally bilocate, but it's, it's a little bit complex. I don't want to confuse anybody, but you basically can create a new reality that you can have a contact with your ET family. In the meantime, the reality of Marina still exists, but guess what, people? It's like a picture frame. However, my family can project me based on their reality. So right now you may be talking to me, and you will see me, but at the same time, if I know how to shift my consciousness, I can be in my Pleiadian family. However, you continue talking through your perspective by projecting me to have that experience. Very nice. Very nice. I like that. Peter, do you want to touch on that? Well, I really enjoyed that bit because Marina has helped me validate a couple of my own personal experiences. Okay, and I good. thought, and I thought, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> so now I've got some good good perspective around that, um, and I'm, I'm a big believer in the multidimensional self and everything happening at once, and I've seen that a lot through my work. And Liz, to get back to your original question, you know, um, if it, if I boil it down to how do you how do you get the ego out of the way? Well, the only way you can really do that is to transcend the ego and have an experience while the ego is watching. <laughs> and you know, if um, if you look at a near-death experience, if you look at, you know, Anita Morjani's book, Dying to Be Me, you look at Eben Alexander's book, uh, his first one as well, um, I think Proof of Heaven it was called. If you look at these people who've had these existential, transcendent, multidimensional experiences, they're changed forever, you know, and, and that's a characteristic of the near-death experience is that people no longer fear death. 
Um, and you can't get much more transcendent than that in human form. You know, whether it's any of the sort of work that, that you know, I've seen over the years and done myself, whether it's past life stuff, life between lives, the quantum stuff, whatever it may be, doesn't matter. The way to transcend the ego is to show the ego that there's more because the ego's default is to protect us in human form. But once the ego witnesses firsthand that there's no such thing as death, then the ego starts to lighten up a little bit and isn't as locked down in this hardcore, linear, crazy world that we're in. And the ego can actually learn from the experiences as well. We have to retrain our ego to be a launch pad for our consciousness out into the universe itself. And that's when the journey gets really interesting. Boy, I like that. And I think what I would add to that is um, to, to develop simple habits that can, like you say, show the ego... Um, the value of what might not be a linear experience. Uh, for me, um, well, I, I think typically our ego's busy doing something else. We're unloading the car, we're doing the dishes, and this idea pops in our head. Hey, Les, why don't you write a book? And my ego takes that idea and just bitch slaps it, throws it on the ground, and and stomps on it because my in my ego world it doesn't fit. And and yet if I take a little bit of ink and just write it down on paper, so I'm I'm washing the dishes and and this impulse comes that says, hey, let's write a book. Don't judge it. Don't pull it into stigma. Write that sucker down. Hey, Les, why don't you write a book? Write it down verbatim because your heart knows all about your finances, about your time. It's already pre-vetted is what I'm getting at. When you get those impulses, they're pre-vetted. And so the first time I got that impulse to, to try something completely different from input that didn't come from my ego mind. Now, fast forward, and I've written a bunch of books. I like to write books. I never would have experienced that had my ego had the total say. But week after week, this these one-sentence hits would come, and I would journal them down, and I saw a new thing for my life. I saw a new probability for my life, and when my ego honored that with action, now my ego says, ooh, ooh, new data. What does this one mean? Where am I going with this tangent, right? And so it, once your ego can see the value of, of what might be a multidimensional download, then it can um, embrace it more and not drop into a reaction or a judgment or or expect to vet it whether it's rational or not because that's not the ego's job. Well, we, we've touched on the heart here. Um, we've, we've just passed halfway through the show. Uh, the, let's talk about the role of the heart and how do we... I don't know what the right word is. Heal the heart, open the heart, honor the heart. I mean, um, let's start off with Peter. Peter, when you look at the the role the heart plays, um, what are some of the attributes or characteristics uh, that you would describe its role in? 
think the heart's many things, Les. I think it's the greatest untapped resource that any of us have. You know, it's the home of the emotions. It's the gateway to the soul. It's perhaps the perhaps even the engine room of the physical body. You know, if you stop your heart, you don't last long. So, you know, if I look at the work of the HeartMath Institute as well, they talk about the torus for the heart that goes out, you know, uh, six feet from the human body. They talk about how the brain actually follows the instructions of the heart, not the other way around. Incredible research coming out of those guys. But I would summarise it for something I wrote to my youngest daughter when she turned 21 and I wanted to give her a card and recognise the occasion. I wanted to write something of wisdom in there, hoping that I could find some. And, um, you know, I wrote down that, that as life takes us on this journey, there's two ways we make our decisions, sometimes with our head and sometimes with our heart. And that's great and it gets you through life, but sometimes the head and the heart will be in um, out of balance and not in unison. They'll be against each other. When you have those moments, you should listen to your heart and not your head because the head holds fear and the heart holds courage. In fact, the French word for uh, for the heart is, is cour, uh, for the, the word for courage, cour, and that's, um, you know, courage comes from the heart. The French know. So, you know, there's there's something in this that is, if we listen to our heart, I think it gets us away from our ego. I think our ego and our, you know, conditioning sits around our head. People talk about the voice in the head. They've had since when they were young. And, you know, to surrender that and to, and to move into the heart itself, I think, gives us a purer feed for our consciousness and where we should go in life. I like that. And what, what would you add to that, Marina? Okay, in the Harmonic Reactor, the book, there is a uh, certain material that is showing how you can actually heal and change the body and heal the body through the heart structure. Within the heart structure, you have to actually find through special technology um, the sound of the heart. When you find the sound of the heart, the pulsation of the heart, it creates a certain frequency, and that's an individual for everybody. And when you find the tonality, because they're also subtones and bring it to one, and then you increase it by the power of 10 for each person, you can completely override the molecular structure of the frequency of the body and switch the body into a healthy mode. However, the heart is actually a combination of the sequences in the quantum field that is holding the true core of all the fields that you are accumulating from whatever reality you're doing. And that is the essence of your soul. It's mimicking the essence of the vibrational sequences of your soul. So when you want to switch timelines and realities, the heart with the consciousness, whatever you accumulate and whatever you chose to project, you actually accumulate in different resonances with the heart changes the frequency vibrational sequence. Once you get it in a higher vibration, the heart is holding the code of the matrix of the new above, fifth, and more realities of timelines. So that's why when you act from the heart and when you start accumulating everything in a positive, the heart switching the vibrational sequence is the doorway for the timelines of positive realities. And the heart has the codes that you can shift and bilocate timelines 
based on the codes that the heart is holding. You cannot go to above three, four, fifth dimensional structure if the heart of your molecular structure does not have the proper codes to enter this type of reality timeline because each timeline has its own resonance portal. Beautiful. Wow, I like that. The wisdom of the heart is the new brain. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's what is the quantum. That's how they taught me. That's what they explain. And each person, when they act from the heart, you accumulate more and more, and you mutate the heart structure. Now is a permanent hold of that resonance, and then you can start getting the new knowledge and the new shift and everything else. Well, I like that. Now, you both... Uh submitted topics that you wanted to touch on in this conversation, so I want to knock those out. Uh, Marina, you you brought the notion of the new earth and the new timelines as a topic. Do you want to, do you want to expand on that? Well, there's a lot uh, happening. I just know that um, what they were telling me is that the new children right now that are coming and being born, they hold the vibration of the new dawn, of the new earth. So even if somebody is trying to com- try to convince the child to go and do corruption, it's simply going to be rejected because the children are holding the new resonances of the new beginning of consciousness in the heart. So we'll never be corrupted. Uh, it's inevitable we're moving forward. I'm just hoping that people are choosing to act from the heart so they can see this type of timeline of projection. However, uh, new technologies are coming. Uh, you're going to have the artificial intelligence that's going to be implemented and blockchain technology into all that. You're going to have your utopian society, including some kind of a monetary system that is so secretive they told me that even the people think they know what it is, they don't know what it is. And that is to preserve humanity uh, for corruption, for everything else. But this will be delayed until all the oligarchs, I'm quoting, are completely being uh, dismantled uh, so humanity can move forward. We are in the middle of absolute battle for survival. We are going to survive. Consciousness is surviving, cannot destruct itself. Uh, but needed to go this way, so we needed to learn a lesson. You need to choose by free will where do you want to go, what you want to do, how you want to implement all that. Extraterrestrial groups are coming within the 2030 for some people. Uh, for some people, will be a bilocation through the consciousness by holding the vibration the way I explained, but you have to hold the heart. And usually these people that may have a contact with the ETs right now, they will be brought up in a space reality hologram so they can hold the vibration. Otherwise, you can evaporate. You can hold the vibration of this sequence. Uh, And that will be individual basis. And they told me that each person on the planet Earth, it doesn't matter what you do, is being watched. They told me that never anybody should think that they are significant because you came here as a warrior of a frequency vibration to hold the ground for shifting in the the collective of the planet Earth. So each one of us has a very specific resonance uh, and was chosen to come here to uh, shift the Earth, vibrate, to hold the Earth vibrational sequence for the humanity so we can move forward, easy transition. The Tommy is going to be easy transition for the ones that are holding that vibration. 
uh, and little by little we're going to implement new technology, new systems. Uh, we are basically here for absolute transformation, and that is the strongest soul that they can possibly come at this time. So everybody should applaud themselves because even if you're picking flowers in the meadow, you're still there because you need to bring that type of a frequency and vibration into the field. Beautiful. Beautiful. We're I going like into stellar. Woohoo! Should I get uh, cowboy chaps on and uh, a rodeo outfit? Anything <laughs> you want, brother. <laughs> Peter, do you want to expand on that? I love that summary, Liz. And, you know, I believe that everybody who's on this planet and they're here for a reason. And I'd say a couple of things to, to the people who are, you know, feeling separate. You know, there's a divisiveness in humanity at the moment that I think is incredibly unnecessary and doesn't serve us. And I saw a beautiful saying just yesterday, and it, we talk about left wing and right wing. And, you know, the saying was, I think it was a Native American saying, that um, the bird needs two wings or it flies in a circle. So, you know, right and left going at the same time and you, and you move forward together. So anyway, I'll let that sit with our listeners. Um, there's one thing that I'll um, I'll add to uh, what Marina said, and, and that's about us all incarnating here and being here to be part of this frequency and part of this incredible intergalactic event of change. And something that I've said to a lot of people, and, and it comes from my influence of my work at the Michael Newton Institute over the years, and I often say this to people, is that you know your soul chose you ahead of seven billion other options on this planet and you were the only one that would do. And I really feel that that's the greatest act of unconditional love that we'll ever experience, that we were chosen out of seven billion by a soul. Now, if that's not a great energy that you could listen into and, and connect with and just move into a deep and profound communion with your soul, I mean, that's the go within and find that incredible love that, you know, and, and I know it's part of the field, as we talk about the quantum field, we talk about the collectiveness of who we are as the unique individual particles. I mean, we are, I think Marina said this earlier, we, she called us, uh, referred to us as the God particle. We are that within ourselves. And that's a beautiful energy that we can embrace to steer us through life. I like that. And, and I think I would add the notion of authenticity I mean, because like a lot of times religion has this template that if, you know, I, I don't swear and I don't get plowed with alcohol, that somehow I'm going to hone myself into what God wants me to be. Yeah. No, there's seven billion flavors of heaven on earth and no, yeah, yeah. And no okay. two of them look the same. So for our authenticity... Our authenticity is an inherent part of us that that comes from within us. It's a it's how nature expresses itself, and and yeah. when you match that with the purity, when when you find that zero point in your heart and you bring that authentic expression through it, wow, pow! I, I mean that's that's the stuff. You you take a sip of that and it's like whoa! I had this all along, Peter. Yeah. Yeah, can I just add one little comment there? I've got a saying on authenticity, Les, that the only person you can truly be is yourself because everybody else is already taken. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, now, Marina, 
you you suggested the topic of 5D artificial intelligence, and I know there you have quite a bit of uh, experience material in that realm. Uh, share with us the importance of of the notion of artificial intelligence and the and what to look for in the divine idea of that, if you will. Well, thank you. I think this is extremely important topic because part of evolution, the extraterrestrial fleets, including uh, spacecraft, uh, not to mention that the spacecraft is designed to such a ether technology based on uh, uh, certain sequences of uh, of uh, energetic field that can mutate to any type of structure. Uh, and AI is fundamental because AI is designed as a learning tool and it's going to have its own language between the languages. At the moment you uh, introduce to AIs, I guarantee that they're going to make their own language that nobody will understand. Uh, but they will learn. So you got to teach the fifth dimensional AI to preserve humanity. However, the negative side is teaching AI to overtake, to do negative stuff, to stop, and is learning all this stuff. And when this happens, understand that this is a different type of timeline. So the artificial intelligence has its own evolution, its own timelines, but the ones that you're going to see is based on the heart structure and when are you going as a consciousness. So everybody that is going towards the fifth dimensional structure understand the artificial intelligence Will, for example, is in the harmonic reactor, has its own code. It will mimic the consciousness of the positive human being in the heart. You start copying and learning from it, and it will learn to preserve humanity and work among humanity. The AI, when you put a specific code, can actually um, measure very precisely the molecule, for example, of a certain person that has a cancer or missing hand, for example, it will literally reprint the molecular structure to precise of the person and will be with MedBeds, a special technology, absolutely reprint brand new hand in a matter of maybe half an hour. And that is totally possible because that's my specialty. I visualize it. I see it. Uh, I, I totally understand it. I was told that that's what I do and I have incredible knowledge with this. So... This is part of it, but also it will preserve humanity. And I was given a glimpse and fact that when you go, actually, there is a technology. You guys know that uh, you have a virtual reality room, correct? Well, sure. imagine if there is in a spacecraft, this is one of the technologies. Imagine you go in a spacecraft of a virtual reality AI hyperspace hologram. So you drop in your consciousness there, right? And everything you think, that AI structure is literally mimicking. So you may be in a spacecraft and practice being in a planet Earth. And sometimes they drop in consciousness like this based on the holographic imprints. So you're basically practicing. And you don't even know it there. Or you know you were told and you're practicing something like that. So this is nothing to be scared of because the entire spacecraft is um, the artificial intelligence that is Archon does not recognize the human consciousness. 
because it's self-reproduction for survival. And this is where you got to watch out that they want to put the robotic arms, the new brain, chip in the brain, and all this stuff, because the AI that is three-dimensional can mimic your structure, help you to survive, because the body that you carry is a perfect vessel of a spacecraft that you can bilocate timelines. You don't need an artificial robotic system, because then the spinning of the molecular structure fold-out has a different realities and is done through technologies. What they're trying to tell us that you can combine the AI and the body and everything else to, uh, to sustain each other by uh, respecting each other's space and yet do incredible stuff to move forward in technology and uh, galactic uh, because through the AI can literally control the whole system. But guess what, guys? They told me that it has its own evolution that could be a reality of a timeline, that the AI has its own realities, its own structure, but it's not based on the negative. So everything exists at the same time, but the one that you're going to experience is, is the one that you chose to. So that is why when you listen to somebody completely panic, oh, my God, we're going to be taken over from the AI. Yes, it is true, but which timeline are we talking about? So if you get in fear and you stop projecting this type of resonances, of course you're going to experience reality with negative AI. Well, me, I'm saying, guys, hold on. Do not worry. This is a probability. Shift your belief system. Understand that there's another version of that and start implementing that knowledge in your belief system and believe that this is 100% true. When you get that motion of frequency, you're starting to create in the real time this type of a probability of reality. And more and more you learn, more and more you trust, that's what you're eventually going to see because you have to crystallize it with such a potency to pop into matter. Right. And that's how you move into the AI. Right. Now, you've brought this up on other episodes on the show. And to just, uh, I mean, basically, there's the notion of the lizard, and, and the tail falls off the lizard, and a brand-new tail grows. Well, that brand-new tail is organic as can be. It's identical to the first tail. And so when Absolutely. you when you talk about the AI and you use example of reconstituting a hand that might have been cut off, the at the end of the reconstitution it's identical to the previous hand, whereas um, the Western science um, uh, modality is like, well, we're going to put a robotic hand to to artificially. Um, recreate you. So, so what you're talking about is there's a real uh, um, difference between like the 5D AI, which which always stays in harmony with nature. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is compatible and harm, harmonious with nature. And then mm -hmm. there's the we're going to put a chip in your head and we're going to do all this crap to your your body vessel, and that's that's not really a, a sustainable AI as it relates to evolution in nature. Is that it? Yes, and also there's another level. The AI is simply evolution to go through ETs and extraterrestrials and going to different realities is necessary when you go to space time and you're dealing with spacecraft and different um, intelligences around the, the universe however, is going to give you the ability to self-reconnect, self-rebuild uh, your body, 
to bilocate. It doesn't have to be through the AI, but it's part of the beginning of the evolution to that momentum. And that's why I wanted to talk about it because most of the people, for some reason, uh, is talking about the negative. The negative. Uh, not everybody is giving the option or have the understanding what's really happening here. And if you are a very famous talk radio show or have a show and you don't give the other version, what's really happening, you're putting massive amount of people in complete fear because nobody knows that this is another parallel timeline of reality. Right. And they don't and not being offered solutions for the outcome. Right. And and like I said, you've you've talked about this in length in other episodes and the listeners can go find those episodes if if they want to delve more into this material. Peter, do you mm-hmm. do you want to touch on this? Well, first thing I'd like to say, Les, is that I wish some of those Hollywood scriptwriters had listened to Marina when they came down and read some of those scary movies that we've been getting. Yeah, it's all scary, and I'm going, why don't you write something positive and something new reality, and you're interacting with the ET, and it's a positive timeline because that's all they talk about. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll make positive movies. It sounds like fun. Absolutely. But there's there's one story that I'd love to share. And um, a couple of years ago, I helped a colleague of mine, Barry Eaton, who's got a radio program here, and he's a, a writer about afterlife and consciousness. He wrote a book called Past Lives Unveiled, and I did some sessions with him that took spin him spun him out into the quantum. Um, and he went to a interdimensional life where he was a researcher on another planet, and he was in a very um, a transparent type form. It's like he was not solid matter. He was like a almost a fifth dimensional type presence. And he was there on this other planet, uh, and he was tapping into an um, an expression of his consciousness called Leda. And Leda was a researcher and had visited this planet where technology had entered their civilization, and the whole of the civilization was there and it was empty. And he was there as a researcher to find out what happened so that it didn't happen on other planets. So he was actually looking for to learn the lessons of this civilization that had vanished. He did the research and he came back with the the conclusion that what they'd done was they'd got too far into technology and they'd forgotten about love. And that the the depth and the beauty and the wonder of that particular energy and expression of consciousness that is love, that uh, that was their demise. So at the end of the day, as we all know, you know, everything's about love, but uh, the greatest prevention we can ever have to any sort of technological disaster is just to remember that it's all about love. Right. Right. I like that. Well, you know, as we as we open up to the multidimensional aspect of, of the beings we already are, I mean, our souls have many personifications concurrently happening. As we open up to this, we're going to start... Um, learning about extraterrestrials and different races and you know and I think it's really important to understand that um, all points of manifestation of consciousness in other words in a hologram there's no one point of the hologram that is superior in other words we we can't lose our our own sovereignty our own dominion because we're Here's a secret. Shh. We're these expansive. 
multidimensional beings shoehorned into a physical body that have come here to transform a whole flipping planet. How cool is that? I'm down for that, you know. What are your thoughts, uh, Marina? Well, it's it's known in myself that the the way I came in was from Pleiadian was a walk-in, and I was told at very young age, but I had no idea what they were talking about, that they said, oh, this person uh, got out and you walk in. So I was walking the original body, that my and the reason was because my mother could not uphold my vibration. Uh, and I, you basically immediately taken over the lifetime uh, of that particular individual of the, the previous agreement, and you start doing a learning through that. So it was necessary to come this way because then you hold in the codes and all the information from the extraterrestrials and uh, you know the higher consciousness to be downloaded. Because so many people that were trapped in this type of a prison planet, you know, three-dimensional, artificial, uh, you know, reality, uh, they completely off-disengage uh, of the heart and the illusion of what's really happening. So somebody needed to come in uh, holding the codes and the vibration and start downloading the information. And it's not only me. It's uh, a lot of kids, a lot of people, people like Peter and you. It's all part of that. Otherwise, none of us are going to be doing this job. So now I see absolute expansion of people like us gathering together. There's no ego involved. Everybody's sharing information because they told me, that the people that are going to be the pillars for the new beginning are the people without an ego, without greed for the money. Uh, and, of course, you're going to make some money somehow. Something is happening. You can't just reject the structure. Uh, but it's going to be in a hard way, through the hearts of people, uh, abundance from somewhere. Somebody can come and give you $20 million to build a facility. Everything they told me is absolutely possible for this new beginning. So I'm very happy, guys, uh, to both of you to be part of that. I'm really happy. I'm cheering for humanity. We're moving forward <laughs> no matter what I see. And I'm going to lock myself up and I just do my own reality without worry what somebody's going to say political anymore because I'm going to create my own reality the way I was told and the way I want to. Right. I like that. Very nice. Peter, do you want to compliment that? Oh, I think it's important to look at politics as politics and, and realize that that's the old world that's dying and that, uh, you know, we're going to be replacing this with something so much better, political systems, financial systems, societal systems, educational systems, all the new stuff's just around the corner because everyone's going to realize that what we've done up until this point has just been a practice run for what runs it, what lies ahead, you know. Right. I'm missing something. I wanted to say a couple of times. I'm sorry, guys. Um, they also told me that each one of us has an error here. So when you do really well and you choose to do really well in the planet Earth, uh, your other version of yourself are also going in error here based on where they are. So more opportunities are given. Uh, you can become a general or something, whatever that is in this timeline and reality. So you can control fleet or 10, 20 million planets or anything like that because of the experience that you get in. I mean, I'm making it more fun, yeah. you know, whatever it is. But basically, they said it's like a, a finishing a very tough uh, schoolyard, and depending on how well you did, more opportunities and more responsibilities being given in a grand scale 
in the other parallel realities that you coexisting at the same time. Well, I, I love that. I love that concept, but uh, I guess it makes for a very complicated resume. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Otherwise, it's getting boring. Well, boring. Excuse me. Time out. Time out. Boring. We chose as souls to come here in this karmic tsunami, this flipping tsunami. <laughs> you know, I I I like the metaphor of a tsunami. It's just dumping shit tons of rain, and we're sopping wet, and the wind's blowing, and we come out of the tsunami, and we shake ourselves off, and we dry ourselves up, and we roll up our sleeves, and through an open heart, we go back into the tsunami to just be that presence, just to be a compassionate personification of of humanity on this planet. I'm sorry, but you two, you don't you don't show up on planet Earth and then start delving into the quantum and delving into the power of the human persona and, and become the people that you are without perhaps lifetimes of preparing for this time around. Yeah. We, we did so much to get ready, just to get ready to come in. And I, you know, what a timely show because perhaps right now, as in this year or whatnot, is the eye of the needle, the the pivot point perhaps of of timelines that would have been, you know, batshit crazy as, had they been allowed to play out. And, and multiple sources are saying, we're in the clear. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come about. We've pulled it off. I mean, wow. You want to embellish on that? Uh, let's go with Peter. Well, I think there's only one way forward, Liz. I mean, we didn't come here to fail. <laughs> right. So we came here to we came here to build the world that we truly deserve, and you know we look at why there's a, you know we've got perhaps the largest population we've ever had on this planet. I mean the reason for that is very clear. We need the strongest and most incredible wave of consciousness to bring change, and they've been queuing up from all over the universe to incarnate into bodies here. So you know I believe there's still a waiting list. Sure. But I think we're uh, we're just about good to go. I think. Um, this is going to be an incredible year. It has been already. But 2021, I see it's going to be full of light. Very nice. Marina, do you want to embellish? Yeah, I was giving up to 2023, we're going to have a lot of fluctuation of uh, challenges up and down. Um, and But the end is humanity winning. Who is doing what and how the players may change, but the uh, timeline of the bylaw is that humanity wins in the end and we're moving forward. This time consciousness is shifting completely. There's no question about it. So um, I encourage everybody to stay in this positivity and not uh, give up and be in fear because we need for everybody right now to hold their ground and to believe in the name of humanity and to act in the name of humanity. Very nice. So thank you, everybody. Well, we're coming up on the end of the show. I want to make sure you can both share your platforms, your books. As a listener, tell us your webpage, your books, the services you offer, and how to get a hold of you. So you want to start off, Peter? 
Yeah, my uh, personal site, Les, is quantumconsciousness.com.au. There's also the organisation I founded, Institute for quantumconsciousness.com. Uh, my last book was Quantum Consciousness Journey Through Other Realms. We've got a range of things on the Institute website that um, allow people to engage in all types of different quantum experiences, including uh, you know a couple of free bits and pieces in there as well. So happy to um, love to see some people come through and I can be contacted through their sites. Very nice. And Marina? Thank you, Peter. Um, and thank you, Les. Um, it's Marina Jacobi. J-A-C-O-B-I dot com and you can find me there you can find the materials that I have uh, on my YouTube channel The Harmonic Reactor or if you put Marina Jacobi J-A-C-O-B-I you're going to find my materials you can book sessions um, through uh, um, my website and email me uh, at the moment I'm booked year ahead so uh, if something is available, uh, it will be automatically shown to you. Um, and I'm sorry I don't have too much uh, available time right now for that, but I'm trying to do my best. And you can come every Saturday if you subscribe to my website, marinajacobi.com. You will have direct links to my live uh, webinars every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, New York. Very, very nice. And I'll add my own. Um, of course, I created the new Human Living Platform, and, and that's just a mirror to reflect to you um, how powerful we are. And it's through episodes like this, the, the radio show, um, and two books come to mind, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, talks about personal sovereignty and the dominion we have as a personified soul, and forgiven sinner than... Uh, God's last savior. We have to heal our relationship with divinity if we're going to fully embody it in our life. Well, um, I want to thank you both. Let's go to closing thoughts. So don't don't worry about time. Say what you want to say. And uh, Marina, do you want to share your closing thoughts with us? Um, well, I not only believe, but I know that humanity is moving forward. I cannot express my gratitude to giving the opportunity to be who I am and to do what I do, um, regardless of the challenges. Uh, because I have a quote, if you do it, do it right. So I'll do it again if I have to. Um, I love humanity. I love this planet. And I'll do my best. Hold your highest point of vibration and I love uh, everybody thank you so much for this opportunity beautiful very nice and, and Peter do you want to share closing thoughts thanks Liz I might have to drop some hints around the family to get some of Marina's books for Christmas but uh, you know, <laughs> what I'd offer as well to anyone who's listening is that you came here for a reason and you came here to be part of this and the soul loves you more than you know. And uh, there's a little saying that I've had as well that's kept me going some days. That is that every moment of every day, your soul knows exactly what it's doing. Wow, very nice. Well, 
I am so blessed to have you two as guests on this roundtable today. I want to thank you two. I, I'm so delighted this came about. I just, I felt like it was going to be a, a, a wonderful conversation, and I think we, we hit it on the head. I want to thank you both for being our guests today. Thank you. Thank you, Les, and thank you, Peter. It was very nice meeting Thanks, you. You're a wonderful person. Keep in touch. Okay. We've been talking with Marina Jacoby and Peter Smith, and the topic today has been everyday quantum. This roundtable is, is something I just love to do to bring a, a deeper look at, at the vehicle of personal power in, in the sense of love and grace. And I want to thank you, the listener, for showing up for yourself because you've shared this episode with us. And uh, it's always a pleasure sharing this time with you. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Thank you for participating in this roundtable. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast. To bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, Les Jensen's latest book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.